Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. No time for pleasantries, Ronnie. The conference finals have been set. The Celtics win today against the Philadelphia 76ers and advance to the Eastern Conference Finals facing the Miami Heat. The Los Angeles Lakers defeat the Golden State Warriors, and they will advance to play the Denver Nuggets, who dispatched of the Suns this week. If if this sounds familiar, it's a rematch of the bubble conference finals in 2020, which yeah. I think is hilarious. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I like the sound of that. Cool. Any any shocks for this matchup? I, I thought the Sixers were going to win. Even, even today when you messaged me, I, I've still, yeah, I know it's in Boston, but I <laughs> thought the 76ers were going to win. Um, yeah, what did I text you? The Celtics are like six and a half point favorite. So I, I kind of, yeah, I did expect they it. Covered. And the, yeah, and they were at home. So I guess I really didn't expect them to win by that much. It is interesting to see that 76 I mean, they, they just can't get past that second round. I and mean, what is this, the third year in a row they can't get past the yeah. second round? And um, I don't know if that's true or not, but it seems like it. <laughs> but, <laughs> We're just making up facts here yeah. on the JNR Basketball Podcast. But yeah, you get, you it's get these... weird that a UFO came down at halftime. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> weird yeah i i think you know we're going to talk about some head coaches that are being fired and dispatched and and, and replaced does doc rivers make his way to that list because i think it's he kind does. of synonymous with doc rivers coach teams is that mm-hmm. they're gonna fall short and we'll talk about this game a little bit i don't want to go into deep detail because we are certainly not technical analysts by any <laughs> nature but it seemed like they weren't calling plays at all like Joel Embiid was getting the ball at half court with like three seconds left on the shot clock and putting up just terrible shots from beyond the beyond the arc yeah it's what's like, he doing out there the in the first that place you drew up right is that the pl- the best play you could come up with yeah so I just are they not prepared are they just kind of free balling and and figuring it out as they go yeah when that happens you bad. wonder is the is the coach not coaching or are the is the team not listening to what your coach is saying? You know, it's, it's one Either of those way, things. Yeah. That's, that's not good. Yeah. That's, that's rough. So I wonder if the 76ers will make a move and it's been, it's been the season of making moves with coaches that, you know, get you to the playoffs, but don't deliver what the expectations were. And I felt like this team had Eastern conference finals expectations. Mm-hmm. They were the three seed. Joel Embiid was the MVP. Certainly, you know, you run into a buzzsaw that's the Boston Celtics, the last year's Eastern Conference champion. So not an easy draw, certainly, but I don't know. You get to a game seven, but they get blown out. Ugh, I don't right. know. Yeah, I, mean, you I got those, moving on. Yeah, you got those two MVPs on the team, you know, you you got Tucker on the team yeah. this year. So yeah, that's that's tough though. But just like you said, it's against Boston. They're such a strong team. I mean And Jason Tatum had a hell of a game i mean yeah I, I don't know what his final stat line was but he scored a lot of points and just really took this team on his shoulder yeah. not to discount what jalen brown did because jalen brown was everywhere and that was sort of the catalyst of this game i don't know I, I know you said you watched bits and pieces of it here the 76ers were leading and it was a fairly close game and then there was a flagrant foul on jalen brown where james harden kind of hit him in the face and that seemed to just flip a switch in this Boston Celtics team. Mm-hmm. From that point on, it was pedal to the metal, and they just ran away with it. Yeah, that was weird. So, so Niang was on the sideline, and he, he oh, grabbed... that was a different. Yeah, there was multiple. Oh, multiple there was a different flagrant thing? fouls oh, okay, against Jalen so Brown. I missed yeah, it. So then. We'll, we'll talk about that one second because that was the second one. Second one. Okay. Jalen Brown was defending James Harden on a breakaway. And James Harden lost the handle multiple times this game, including this game. He lost or, or this this play. He lost the handle and kind of like flared his arm up of like frustration mm-hmm. and just smacked Jalen Brown in the face. Oh. Which you know he wasn't wearing his mask the last two games. I imagine it hurt pretty bad. He was on the floor for a bit. He had blood. He cut his lip open as a result of it. Why did he take he his got mask a off? Foul there. I, I think. I, most players don't like wearing the mask, and they only wear it if it's absolutely necessary. I feel like I thought that I was saw him wearing it most of the game, so it must have just been like one series or you know one one sub that today? where he didn't. No, he didn't wear his mask today. Are you sure? I thought I saw on the I'm replay that positive. he he was wearing his mask when Ning grabbed his leg. No, no way. All right, I'm positive. We're gonna we can do a bet, but uh, yeah. So he got he gets a flagrant foul there at that point. It seemed like things were happening, but then yeah, you're right about the the how do you say his name? What was the guy's name? Nguyen? Niang. Niang. Yeah. What happened there in that case? You want to run that through? Yeah. So from what I saw on this, he was just sitting on the sideline, and Jalen Brown had 
shot a shot and he was running back on defense and Yang just, just stuck his hand out and grabbed uh, Jalen Brown's leg and almost tripped him. And so Jalen Brown kind of turns around. He's like, what are you doing? You know, starts yelling at the bench, you know, and then they, the refs stop play and double technical both of those guys. Yeah, so they originally called the technical on Jalen Brown for taunting because they thought he was taunting, mm-hmm. but really he was yelling at this dude for grabbing his leg when he kind of fell into the bench. So there were some players on the team that were trying to like, you know, hey, don't, I don't want you in my lap and like kind of like pushing him. Mm-hmm. There was another arm that he kind of bumped against that was pointing, but that was obviously unintentional. So I saw it the first replay. I'm like, I don't know what the heck he's complaining about. But then they yeah. showed that other angle and it's like, oh, dude, that's dirty. You can't do that. Yep. Yeah, you had to look real close to find it. And then it was just – it was blatantly obvious. Do you think they should do more about that? Should that be like an ejection? I mean, it, I don't see why not. You know, I mean, you can't just grab a oh, player okay. that's, you know, on the floor yeah. from when you're just sitting down watching. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind an ejection no matter who it is. You can't do that. That's like interference so, and it's just disrupting the whole game. And yeah, get him out of there. There's I no reason for that. I don't know who the, the announcers were on this game, but whoever it was, maybe it was Reggie Miller saying, they used to do a lot more than just that back in the day. That's so true. Apparently, this has been around basketball for a while. I've never really seen it before. You see like maybe more, more less obvious of that maybe is, yeah. is the more proper term. But this was blatantly obvious. There's no way he was going to get away with it. I, I, I'd be okay with an ejection in that case because yeah. it was i don't know i can see that like you, there's a player maybe the league too soft <laughs> yeah well especially like, like reggie miller you know he shot three so he was closer to the benches sometimes so he'd probably shoot one yeah. and then like fade away a little bit and land into the opposing bench and maybe catch a fist into his, his pancreas or something you know so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a punch in the back yeah the old kidney shot where they call that yep. back in the day yeah so that that was that was kind of interesting but then yeah it was it was game over at that point and these guys could not hit a bucket. The 76ers being these guys, their shot, their shot selection was poor. I feel like there's times where Doc Rivers should have called a timeout to help them regroup, but he let them play through it. And by play through it, mean another bad play. Continue another to defensive, be worse. Yeah, it just, <laughs> it just got worse and worse and worse as the game went on. Yeah. And it ended up not being close. The The other blowout in this semifinals was the, the Nuggets and the Suns, which – you know is near and dear to mine, Ronnie. Okay, heart. wait. Before we talk about that, yeah, Tatum let's... had 51 points in that game. Dang. That's insane. 13 rebounds. So yeah, he lit it up. Al Horford 10 rebounds. Jalen Brown 25 points. So yeah, this this team they were ready to win. You know, they there's nothing that Philadelphia could have done to stop this team. Yeah. So yeah, they they were Boston was ready to win and just get out of there. And yeah, 76ers were just kind of like. You have these two MVPs on the team, and they couldn't do anything to stop Boston. No, so Boston's probably going to make it the rest of the way. They're going to go up against that Heat team, though, who's... I would say Miami is the underdog in that series. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They have to be. And But they've been the underdog all year in this playoffs, I feel like. So. Yeah, yeah. So they're surprising everybody. So let's let's see if they could make it. Um, The last team that, that was in this position that was in the eighth seed was in 1999. It was with the Knicks, too. So, um, yeah. That we're gonna see if uh if the Heat could beat so, the Celtics, but yeah, I I, I want to mention real quick because my wife is just on a killer streak with this underdog fantasy. So they've been doing these specials where they pick a player from a team and they say higher or lower half a point. And today it was James Harden. I don't know if you saw the the I notification come through. James Harden half a point higher or lower. Well, that's obvious the higher. Mm-hmm. So since she took Jason Tatum forty four and a half points plus rebounds plus assists. And he didn't even need rebounds and assists. <laughs> yeah. He got 51 points. So I think it was like just before, just into the third quarter where he passed that mark yeah. to win that. So she's just killing it. So if you haven't checked out Underdog Fantasy yet, please download the app, use the promo code JNR, and just take advantage of these promos that they're doing. They seem to be doing it for every game during the playoffs. At least I hope they continue to do it. But uh, I, I have not been as lucky with yeah. my picks. I'm a little, uh, got a, the dumbness, I don't know what to call it. But my, my wife is on a streak, so congratulations to her. And uh, I'm going to steal her next picks, I think. And, and Yeah, definitely. Yeah, camp. just we're going to have to submit her picks on the yeah. podcast, you know. And yeah, we'll just, we'll become. Just be like, hey, guys, do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to make everyone <laughs> super is, rich that listens to this podcast. She's, un- she's undefeated. Uh, let's, let's move over to the West where we're going to have the Lakers in that game. The, another game seven that was not very entertaining. They waved the white flag 
I mean, they could have waited a lot earlier. About three and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. They pulled the starters from both teams. The Lakers advance in that game. Klay Thompson couldn't hit a shot. Steph Curry was struggling from the field as well. So that that wasn't a very entertaining game. The game where the Nuggets clinched and they beat the Suns, that was a game six. Was that a game seven or game six? A game six. That was a, game it was a six. must win for the Phoenix. Suns. That's right. That's right. And that was an absolute blowout as well. The Suns, they just, they cannot close out. This is the second year in a row that the Suns have been blown out at home mm-hmm. in a must win game, must win playoff game, yep. lose and go home playoff game. Last year to the Dallas Mavericks, this year to the Denver Nuggets. And both were just as painful. Game five back in Denver was just as painful uh, as a Suns fan, just watching them just, be buffoons on the floor. I, I don't know how yeah. else to explain it. It costs Monty Williams his job. Monty Williams has been fired from the Phoenix Suns. Can you hear after, me rolling my eyes at that? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I wanted to talk about that because I feel like people are going to be on either side of like, I can't believe you fired him or yeah, he, he needed to go. I thought he had another year where mm-hmm. it, it was win a championship or else and you're you're done. Uh, right. I didn't think they would do it this year, but I I understand why they did it this year. You can't lose. You you have to make improvements. You have to get better. He lost a home playoff game the exact same fashion two years in a row. To me, that tells me he doesn't know how to coach in the playoffs, and you need someone to get you to that next level. Your your knee jerk reaction to the news? I I I don't like it. I don't think that you should fire a coach. Especially when you're one of the coaches that made it in the top eight. I mean, I, I know that's people are going to be like, well, but look how much you lost by. But that was only one game. And I know it happened last year, but yeah, that was only one game too. So you've got to look at everything as a whole. You know, like who are you going to find that's better than Monty Williams right now? He created the whole Suns culture that's just, it was dramatically improved with him. It all started with the bubble Suns. And then we, we made it to the finals that uh, next year. Yeah, we lost against the Mavericks big time the year after that. Yeah, we lost against the Nuggets big time this year. But also, we've had injuries the year before. You know, quote unquote, they, had, they were in COVID protocol. We had players that had COVID but still played. But uh, you probably, I don't know if anyone will believe me. If, but Oh, Ronnie. He's got the tinfoil there's, hat there's, on again. There's just like all these things are like, so now Monty, he's only had like half a year, not even half a year with Kevin Durant, you know. He's eight had, games, eight, eight yeah, regular eight, season eight, games. Yeah, Kevin so Durant. give him a full year and let's get this team together again. But now he's not going to have the opportunity to have a full year with them. And we're going to have to start brand new with another head coach, even though they were, you know, top eight teams left in the, in the whole entire NBA. So I don't know. I just, I think it's dumb. I don't like it. I don't think you're going to find a better coach than him right now. And yeah, I, I mean, unless you can find a coach that DeAndre Ayton will actually apply what, what he's, is coached to him. Because I know there was kind of a disconnect between Monty and DeAndre. So maybe we can improve that. But I also think we should trade DeAndre too. We're, we're going to talk about what these four teams that were just eliminated need to do in just a second. But let's keep it here with Monty. I, I agree with everything you said. He changed the culture of the Phoenix Suns. They were a basement-dwelling team for many, many years. He came. He made them winners. He took them to the NBA Finals. No coach has won more games in the last three years than Monty Williams and the Phoenix Suns mm-hmm. during the regular season, period. That That is a stat that you put on your resume that you think, hey, I'm not going to get fired. I've won more games than any coach right. in the last three years. That's not the case. I, I understand. I love Monty. I respect him. I hope he catches on with a coach, a, a, another team. He will, right? He's, he's a talented coach. He's mm-hmm. a player's coach. But – he, we need the Suns needed to make a change. You've invested. Matt, we have a new owner, right? He wants his guy. He wants to put his stamp on the team. He made the big Kevin Durant trade. Now he wants to bring in his head coach, and maybe he has somebody in mind already—a flashy head coach, somebody that can come in that has a history of winning championships, maybe, and and bring that in. So I, I understand it all. I don't know if I like it. I think I probably, like you said, would have given him another full year mm-hmm. with Kevin Durant. But what if we get to the semifinals again next year and we just get absolutely blown out like we did the last two years under Monty Williams? At that point, you've wasted a whole year. Right. And now you only have two years left with Kevin Durant on your team and Devin Booker on your team. So I, I understand the needing to move quickly. And I think 
I think the firing of Mike Budenholzer enabled this firing to happen as well. Yeah, that's true. I, I, yeah. So also, it wasn't James Jones, who's a GM of the Phoenix Suns. He didn't fire Monty. It was actually like the owners. Um, he yeah. he fired fired him. So um, I don't know. Matt Ishbia, the owner of the Suns, he just. He's this new guy, and uh, he was really expecting a championship with these moves that we did, I think, especially getting Kevin Durant. Yeah. So because we didn't meet that, he's just, you You have to do something. You can't fire your players, right? So there has to be some sort of change. So the first thing you go there is to the be coaches. And, yeah. yeah. So that's where they started, and it's just kind of like puts everything in motion for things to start changing. And, uh, we had, there was a, like a bit of a downtrend, you know, where we went to the finals, then we lost in the the conference finals then we lost you know this year in the second round so we've been losing like sooner and sooner so no no it was the second round last year as well oh yeah that was right yep my bad so yeah. yeah we made it to the same spot we got blown out at home the same way and i just it's maybe he's not the guy maybe he's the the new doc rivers he can't get the team past that that hump that proverbial hump mm-hmm. and you need to find somebody else that does so i i understand it i don't necessarily like it but i do understand it but this made me think of the curse of the coach of the year because there's a lot of names on here that, that got fired pretty pretty quickly afterwards. So I'm going to go back to 2016, Steve Kerr, coach of the year. Obviously, he's still with the Warriors. 2017, Mike D'Antoni, head coach of the Houston Rockets. They failed to reach a contract extension. So Mike D'Antoni just kind of walked away saying, no, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to go on to a different team. So I, I don't know if I would call that a firing necessarily. I feel like it is. Kind if, of, if you're yeah. being offered like a, a low ball contract, that's essentially the same as firing. They wanted to move on, I feel like. Yeah. 2018, Dwayne Casey, he is fired that same year of the Toronto Raptors, which Iwan Coach of the Year got fired. That just that's blows insane. my mind. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's where it really starts to go go wrong. 2019, Mike Budenholzen of the Milwaukee Bucks, he was fired this year. 2020, Nick Nurse of the Toronto Raptors, he was fired this year. 2021, Tom Thibodeau of the New York Knicks. A lot of Knicks fans think he should be fired. He, as of net, has not been. 2022, last year, Monty Williams was the coach of the year. He gets fired this week. Now, Mike Brown, 2023, he's, he's got to be looking over his shoulder, I think. Yeah. Interesting. I like all that so research I did you say, did. I did say some names on there. Nick Nurse and Tom, uh, Mike Budenhausen. Those are coaches that have won championships that are now available on the market. Do any of them excite you about being the Phoenix Suns head coach? Mike, the Budenhauser one does? Because uh, I say Budenholzer, right? You know, we say it however we want to say it, Ronnie. <laughs> so, he will change his name yeah, <laughs> the way we say it. Because we lost against him in the finals for, for you know, as a coach of the Bucks, it would be interesting to see him come over as a coach for the Suns. And uh, I, yeah. I mean, because he won a championship, I'd like to maybe have him. There was also one I, I saw, I read about, um, is it his name Tyron Lu? Ty Lue? Oh, not Tyron Lue. Ty Lue from the Clippers? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they're they're looking at him too as well. And I was like, well, I don't think that'd Ugh. be better than Monty, but it's kind of like an, no. an even trade across. So, And why do they fire him too? Because, I mean, Kawhi Leonard was hurt, Paul George was hurt. So I, I just, I don't understand these firings of coaches when your roster is hurt, especially your big star players, you know? I don't, I don't get it. But they see this window and they have to, they have to get results. So, yeah, I, I, I'm shocked by all of these firings that have happened this year, especially with playoff teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard Monty's name linked to Milwaukee. Would that just be insane if we <laughs> traded head coaches? Might as well. I don't, I mean, <laughs> there's, it's like a carousel of coaches, you know, there's so many yeah. coaches that are fired, but there's so many good ones. And yeah, you, you're going to, you need a coach. So I don't know, that's dumb. You should just, we need to have coaches on contract for longer than, here's the thing that frustrates me too. The Suns for so long ago, like they they would get a new coach like every single year. So now we're back to they that just again. Were terrible. Yeah, yeah I don't want to be back. to Monty that. Monty Williams was we, a coach for like what four years now. Four years. So yep. that was amazing. It was so nice to have a, a stable coach. And now they just want to start all over again. And I, I hate it so much, but whatever. I I think coaches like Greg Popovich and Eric Spolstra, 
maybe maybe that's a dying breed. Maybe they don't do that anymore because of this results-driven world that we're in. And, mm-hmm. you know, the GM and the owner, hey, we have the talent. We should be winning an NBA championship. And if we don't, it's because of the coach. Yeah. Period. And we're going to replace the coach. But it doesn't make any sense because, like I said, it's a carousel, you know? Like, you just the coaches are just going to end up on different teams. And yeah. it's, it's, it's so just stupid. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> It's fun to watch. Yeah. It's fun to watch these teams think that that's the problem, right? right. Monty Green, Monty Green, that's Willie Green, is former uh, protege of Monty Williams. Monty Williams is not the problem with this Phoenix Suns overall. I think that the Suns will take a step back next year. I think that Monty definitely made some mistakes and he made the mistakes on the biggest stage possible. The fact that two years in a row and for the last two games of the season, his team was not ready to play, was not ready to compete. That is a direct result of Monty. So I, I that's on him, right? I don't know. Is and it so? So you're saying like it was lack of motivation on the team, like you couldn't get the lack team motivated. Of preparation, preparation, lack of okay. something. The team did not think that they could win. Which is crazy to me because they go, they win two games at home, then they go back to Denver and just lay an egg. It doesn't make any sense. I don't feel like it was him that lost it though, because I think I felt like he was doing everything he could to like get a get different players in the in the on the team to playing time. You know, like he he saw the changes that needed to be done. Like he got uh, Ross right back in the game because he was a shooter. He yeah. got T.J. Warren back in the game and shooting because we need a more offensive firepower and and then. Um, he he no longer had a a Kogi starter. He or no Tory Craig was starting for a little bit, but then he changed it, and so he was changing things as he saw needed. I thought he was doing the right things, but other people won't see it that way. The, other people are going to say, "Well, the Nuggets were only playing eight players, but the Suns are playing like yeah. eleven. So I don't know. I, I still felt like he was a good coach. I don't, I don't like that he's gone. He's just oh, I, I really he, I, I really like him. Coach. So that's why yeah. like I view it differently than other people will. So I don't know. I I like him as well, but I, I think. You know, you're saying people would disagree with his his roster. If that one person that disagrees with how he he ran it is Matt Ishbia, you 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 signed your own death warrant. Yeah. In essence, so if Ishbia thought you should be doing X Y Z, and you're like, no, no, I'm the coach, mind your own business, mm-hmm. and then you get blown out the way you got blown out, well, that's just it's going to be rough. Yeah. So let's let's jump off from here. Let's talk about what the Phoenix Suns need to do to improve well, they need to hire a head coach first off <laughs> looking at their contracts for next year you have kevin durant devin booker deandre ayton chris paul landry shamit and cameron payne all under contract nobody else everybody else is, is a pending free agent uh ish wainwright is has a team option they'll probably pick it up because it's two million dollars and he played eh enough to to warrant that but what are you what are you changing with that okay, line up there? But even though we have those people on, under contract, we can still trade them, right? They're not like locked into our team, right? No, no, you could trade any of those guys. But yeah. what I'm saying is Tory Craig, Bismack Biombo, Damian Lee, TJ Warren, Jock Landau, all of those guys are free agents. The biggest change that there was this year was Jay Crowder, right? So we kind of had a hole in our, our toughness. And so we kind of missed out on that, but we did have like Tory Craig still. Then we then we traded Mikhail Bridges, and we got rid of um, Cam Johnson. So we kind of like lost some of our defensive and offensive power too. So, but then we got Kevin Durant. So, so I guess with all of that said, we have Chris Paul. Would we keep him? And we have DeAndre Ayton. I feel like is a liability. I think both of those guys are liabilities. Should we keep them yeah. or should we trade them? What What do you think about those two guys? I have two notes for this when I was doing my research. The first one is DA can't stay. He's got to yeah. go. He absolutely has to go. And then I have Chris Paul, too expensive. Chris Paul has a non-fully guaranteed $30 million contract for this year and next, meaning that they can release him and only have to pay him $15 million. You don't, you know, we're over the cap, so it's not like that becomes money that we can just spend somewhere else. Yeah. But he is 38 years old. His production has just nosed dived and i think you can get somebody to do what he's doing significantly cheaper and use that extra money to build up some of your depth those players that you listed those aren't superstars those are depth players Mm -hmm. and we lost a lot of our depth with this kevin durant trade Uh, for better or worse you know kevin durant is a fantastic basketball player but you saw that when push came to shove in the playoffs where you need eight guys that can 
that you can shorten your your rotation. We didn't know who those eight guys were, and that's why we had yeah. eleven. It's because they were they were terrible. But Da has got to go. Okay. I don't know what the trade market for Da looks like because he did not play well this postseason. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have a list according to SportTrack.com. These are some point guards that are going to be free agents in 2023. Let me know if any of these names jump okay. out at you, so we can maybe get these on our team. First one, Kyrie Irving. We have Fred. <laughs> I know, Pass. right? Fred Van Fleet, D'Angelo Russell, Patrick Beverly, Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder. I'll, I'll do the top six because those, those are the big names that jump out at me. Okay. Like any of those? Uh, I like D'Angelo Russell. He's played really good with this Lakers team. He's sort of been reinvigorated, mm-hmm. and I like. Um, Fred Van Fleet as well. I thought Fred Van Fleet was going to get traded before the deadline. Yeah. He, he didn't. I thought he was going to get traded to this Lakers team, honestly. Uh, he didn't. So I, I like Fred Van Fleet for that as well. He's a decent shooter, and I don't think he's going to be as expensive as Chris Paul is. Yeah. Th- those are expensive names, though, like D'Angelo Russell and, and yeah. Russell Westbrook. And I think those are expensive names, so we probably can't afford them. Uh well, I don't think you want to team Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant right. up. I and you, feel like and, that's just silly. And you're a, a total no on Kyrie Irving. If if even if we could afford I'm him, a hard no on Kyrie Irving. <laughs> you don't want him to implode our team. <laughs> no, if Kyrie Irving is signed to the Suns, I will legit not root for the Suns. I will find a new team. What about Patrick Beverly? <laughs> uh, you know what? That's a you thing. I don't. I wouldn't. Patrick Beverly's not a good. Fit though for this team, yeah. he gives you that toughness that we lost to Jay Crowder. Yep. but it's like stupid toughness. It's right. like that guy that's gonna pick a fight with everybody for no reason at all. Yeah. I, not the not the selective toughness. I think he would pick a fight with Da, and they would just go at it. You know, he'd be like, "What the hell? Like, just rebound the well, ball." Da's like, he not would, on this team next year. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, if 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 Chris Paul was traded and we got him. I do like yeah. Dennis Schroeder, though. He's he's my favorite on the list. I know. You always talk and about I, I him. And I think he's affordable. I think that's Part a possibility. Club. You know what? That's fine. I, I'm okay with that because we saw what this bubble team did with Ricky Rubio as point guard. Mm-hmm. You don't need – if you have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker who can both make their own shots, you don't need a top-tier point guard. You can go cheaper. Yeah. Maybe maybe Landry Shamit gets the keys to the car. Probably not. I think you need someone a little bit better than him. But – Maybe not. Maybe if he develops a little bit, you just need some depth. Cameron Payne wasn't the guy who I was, struggled. I was just going to mention him because he had a really good last game, and that's that's the way you want to end the year. Is like you're you're always remembered with what you last did, right? And he had an amazing last game, but uh, I don't I don't trust him with the whole entire team. No, let's let's say DeAndre. Where does DeAndre Ayton go? What's a good fit for him? Okay, free you know, the, free. The Pacers gave him that contract. Well, you have to trade Da. You can't you can't just That's release true. him because he has a fully guaranteed contract. Yeah. So you you have to trade him to try to get something back. The Pacers made the offer when he was a restricted free agent. I don't know if they want him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, I think he lost so much value because he didn't do anything for us. Yeah. And in the NBA, in, in case you aren't aware. You have to match contracts within a certain percentage. So you can't just be like, oh, right, we'll trade DeAndre Ayton for Tommy Two-Tone or, or whatever <laughs> that, that doesn't know how to play basketball and he's making a million dollars a year. No, no, you have, to be, you have to be similar, which is why expiring contracts are so, so sexy towards that trade deadline is because, hey, we can get that money off the books. But DeAndre Ayton has three years averaging $34 million a year. You're going to have to find somebody that wants that. And I just don't think there's a long list. Yeah. for Yeah. I have no clue what you do with him. Just as long as he's not on a team next year, I'll be happy. I'll be happy with yeah. Bismack and Landale. Well, those are both free agents. So, so Jock Landale, I think, did himself a lot of favors with his sort of just hustle and... I, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. He he wanted to be on the court. Oh yeah, and he, he his hustled. Play, yeah, he helped him. So he he's gonna get himself a deal somewhere. I hope. Hopefully, a couple of years. He's not gonna be making big money, but hopefully, you know, he made a million and a half this year. Hopefully, he gets up to the three to five million dollar mark with with what he d- was able to do this postseason. Yeah. The biggest stage, you know. I think he did against the best player. <laughs> I think he did what he, he was outgunned for sure, but he, he held his own okay. Yep, yep, absolutely, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing him again next year. He, got, he was playing when DeAndre got benched because DeAndre mm-hmm. was ineffective. So Exactly. Oh, So the Suns are a mess in theory. I, I just don't know how this team is going to be able to do anything next year with with the 
the team that they have now, the contracts that they have now, without a head coach. Right. We're not going to be able um, to afford anything, but yeah, the Suns are be pretty rough. much done. I mean, yeah, we still have Kevin Durant. We still have Devin Booker. But yeah, just everything else is just kind of up in the air. Yeah. Let's switch gears to the Golden State Warriors who were removed from the postseason by the Los Angeles Lakers. They, after the game, Steve Kerr was pretty honest with his comments saying that this wasn't a championship team and the roster is going to look a lot different next year. And I just wonder what does that mean? Looking at who's available and who's not really, they don't lose any of their core guys at all. Uh, Deandre, not Deandre, gosh, Draymond Green has a player option. I suspect he is going to opt out of his contract Mm -hmm. because I think he thinks he thinks he deserves a max, but I also think he's frustrated with the fact that the Warriors haven't offered him a max already. So I think this all kind of begins with the punch at the beginning of the season and the off season. The punch, yeah. Uh, I think this kind of set things and just kind of made things a little little off in the locker room where you had to act a little differently and you had to, you had to be real careful about him and how you're going to act. So I, I think it just changed everything. So... Maybe that affected things more than what we knew. I don't know. What, what do you think about that? I, I agree with you 100%. And then uh, Jordan Poole is the one that gets the contract extension, yeah. which, God, he had a terrible playoff run. This uh, right. Looking at his points per game, he was extremely ineffective. And if you're a Warriors fan, you're paying him $28 million next year. You're, if, if Draymond Green doesn't opt out of his contract, you're paying Jordan Poole more money than Draymond Green. Yeah. And after this postseason, oof, I don't know how you sleep at night with that, those numbers. Right. So I think I, I agree with you. The punch set some things in motion. They extended Jordan Poole. They didn't extend Draymond Green. And now Draymond's pissed and he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I think his performance was very Draymond Green-esque. Uh, Steve Kerr has already said that they're going to be making changes this offseason. I, I just feel like Draymond Green is going to be that guy. I think he's going to opt out and I think he's going to be gone. Do you think Steve Curry handled it a lot better than Monty with the way he said it? And maybe that's why Monty was fired because Monty wasn't talking about like all the changes that they're going to make, you know, Steve Kerr's already looking for the future, Um, you know, and like saying, yeah, we're going to make this change and, you know, we're going to, we have some things to do to get better. I think Steve Kerr has won you four championship rings. (laughs) So you, you give him a lot more leeway until you can, I mean, he was champion last year. Yeah. So it's not like. Uh, although the Lakers, right, they, they fired their head coach <laughs> right. the next year yeah. after winning a championship in 2020. But I think Steve Kerr has earned a little bit, just like Popovich, right? He's earned a little bit. Hey, we're going to have a bad year. We're going to have a down year. Yeah. And, and Kerr had a down year with Clay Thompson out last year, right? They were yep. two years ago, I guess now. They, they were not good. But yeah, I think I think Steve Kerr handles it a little bit better. Yeah. And I think he and the owner, they haven't changed ownerships there, right? Yeah. They're, they're in sync with what their long-term plans are. Yeah. I, don't I, I just, was. I think these last interviews for coaches is like the most important thing for you, them to keep their jobs, you know, how they yeah. handle themselves. If you don't say the exact right things, it's kind of like a job interview almost, you know, like if you're, you're saying you, you're interviewing with these reporters and everything, but it's really interviewing to keep your job for next year. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if you're not in sync with your, your general manager or your team ownership, uh, it's really, really important. What right. You say there. At the end of the day, right, is Steph Curry happy? Yeah. That if Steph Curry's happy with Steve Kerr, then Steve Kerr is going to still be the head coach. If Steph Curry starts complaining or, or starts having issues with Steve Kerr, you're going to see a change. So yeah. I think that that does a lot with it. Superstars, for for what it's worth, whether it's right or wrong, superstars really have a big say in their coaching, yeah. which makes me wonder, was there a problem with Devin Booker and Monty? I don't think mm-hmm. so. No, not with those two, but yeah. yeah. Monty and I mean, Aiden DA sure. we knew, but DA is not the team. Yeah. Anyways, so we, going we back to the Suns because the wounds are fresh. Going back to Green. So these are, well, do you want me to go over the free agent list for centers? I have those up here. Uh, let's hold off on that for now. Let's okay. at least find out to see if he's going to opt out or not. But Draymond Green isn't your typical center. Right. Kevon Looney played really, really well this postseason. They don't need a superstar center there when you got. You know, Stephen Clay, Andrew Wiggins played Kevon okay. Looney. Kevon Looney is it was played really, really well. So I think you can get away with a second tier center. I heard Looney I had a rib injury. Is a second tier center. Or was that Wiggins? 
I mixed those two uh, up. One of them had a rib injury, so that, but they still played through it. So I, Kevon Ludi had a rib injury. That's why his minutes were, were limited in the last game. Yeah. yeah. Did you see Clay, uh, Clay Thompson, how bad he did that game too? Only eight points. Oh, gosh, he was but terrible. But he shot 19 yeah. shots. Man, what happened to that? And, and then game six, Clay didn't show up either. His, yeah. his game six, I didn't think was very good. So I, yeah, it, do you think the Warriors, that maybe they lost? Do you think he could be one of the changes that happens just because of how his performance was? It's possible. So Clay Thompson is entering the last year of his contract. He's thirty three years old. Um, maybe that's a change you make. Yeah, he's, he's now an expiring contract. So maybe you know Clay Thompson comes to the Suns. <laughs> DeAndre Ayton goes to the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's that's going to be somewhat contract equal, so that's that's why I say it. I mean, that'd be cool if it happened, but I don't have anything that's against Clay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Clay Thompson could be. I, I don't know how happy or unhappy he is. I don't follow the Warriors as as closely as um, the Suns, obviously. Yeah, but that that could be a change if, if Draymond and Clay leave. Maybe I, I think like I just don't know why you'd want to leave. This team is always competing for championships, right? Yeah. Yeah, no one right, should want head, to leave that team. You, you would think. Let's head out east. The New York Knicks, they were they were forced out by the surprise Miami Heat. This game, this series, I, I just felt like the Heat were going to win it. And I never really, I never have really taken New York as a serious playoff team for better mm-hmm. or worse. Looking at their roster, you know, they have, the, their guys are sticking around for, their their big guys. Mm-hmm. Um, RJ Barrett. Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, those guys are still all under contract. Josh Hart is going to have a player option. I feel like he improved quite a bit this season. Yeah. He might opt out to try to get an extension or maybe use that as leverage to try to get an extension. Mm-hmm. Derek Rose has a team option. I don't think he played much at all. Nope. I can't imagine they they exercise that to keep him around for $15 million. Yeah. So the only, the only thing I found on this, I was kind of, just, I wanted to do some research on the Knicks, and this is a my biggest question. You know, I, I I haven't watched them. I didn't get a chance to watch any of these series. I watched a little bit, like a quarter, but that was it for this whole series. I was, but then I, I looked and I said, it's on NBA Central on Twitter, right? It says several NBA sources over the past couple of years have expressed they believe the Knicks will ultimately end up with Carl Anthony Towns. And I, I think that's actually a, a good match for them. If if they go for him somehow to, to get him on that team, that could really be beneficial, I think. That, that'd that be a, a good trade. What do you think about that? I, I don't know. What is Carl, Carl Anthony Towns' contract situation? Do you know? I don't know. I don't look at any contracts or anything. But just seeing like if seeing his name with uh, Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, I, I would love to see that. That would, that would be a, a really good team. All those guys just, I feel like, those are really good pieces. Like this, it's just a good set of three people right there that I would like to see together. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think that's a good of a fit as you. So he's under contract for for many many years. He he just signed a contract uh, mm-hmm. in 2022, an extension. I don't think he's a great fit there because. You're getting rid of somebody else, then, right? Right. You can't have all of these guys on the same team because there's no way they play together well. I don't know. I don't see it. I think they need a better. I don't know what they. Do. I mean, I watched several of these games. It just they just seemed out overwhelmed by the Heat. The Heat were the better team. Maybe a better shooter, a more consistent shooter. Jalen Brunson is not a great shooter, and he had some really good games, mm-hmm. but he wasn't just lights out. Josh Hart had some okay games. Wasn't lights out. Julius Randle is not a very good shooter from the field. Yeah. He didn't get um, much production points wise from Robinson, their center. He only got two yeah. points in that very last game. So, yeah, maybe there's something there Emmanuel that's needed. Quickly in was the center hurt. position. He, he's a, he's a talented player. Mm-hmm. I, I think he could develop a little bit more. Yeah, Quentin Grimes did pretty good. So they have some young guys that could still develop. But I just think they need a sh- like a a. a really solid shooter, someone that can create their own shot, but also somebody that you can just dish the ball out to and, and knock down a shot. Yeah. Cause I think their defense is pretty good. And there's like quickly. He's a pretty good Emmanuel quickly. He's a good player, but he was yeah. injured. No, I like quickly. Yeah. He was injured this series. So that certainly takes a toll. And he's only 23 years old. Yeah. He has a player op or he has a team option next year. I imagine they exercise that. 
he he's only four million dollars. So it's like, yeah, we wanted him around. Uh, he he, I thought he was, you know, not an all star by any means, but he was a great depth guy to have. I'm sure they missed him during the series. Do you make any changes to this team? Because I feel like there was some injuries uh, on this round where they maybe that's why they lost some games. You know, I mean, the Heat, they yeah, they had Jimmy Butler. He was out for a couple of games too, but at least one for sure. But I think yes, I, I you you have the Derrick Rose with the team option. I don't exercise that, and I use that fifteen million dollars to get a nice backup point guard for Jalen Brunson. Yeah, yeah, just the the bench players just mess with them a little bit, but keep yep. the the first keep starting the core. core. Keep yeah. the core the same. I don't think you need. I don't think you bring in a Carl Anthony Towns. I think that thing. I think that makes things worse. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I don't think Carl Anthony Towns is a a championship. Uh, player Nor at all do i but I, it makes it worse yeah, yeah. but uh i don't know he's he's fun to watch he's entertaining i guess he'll sell tickets so will dollar hot dog night run <laughs> yeah so uh so this quick uh <laughs> right, the chick-fil-a in arizona too when you miss two free those that that sells wait what the chick I, I i started talking about chick-fil-a i didn't understand what they were saying yeah so in the fourth quarter if the opposing team misses two free throws in a row everyone gets free chick-fil-a that night as long as you oh, download the app so that's awesome every time that's why this the suns and the stadium were cheering so hard in the fourth quarter during free throws i mean they were like insanely loud and then if you saw two free throws missed in a row the place just went insane. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, like, it's amazing. Like, you know, you spend like a hundred dollars for a ticket. Um, if it's a playoffs, yeah. you're spending like thousands, but they just go crazy for free Chick-fil-A for something that costs like five bucks, you know? <laughs> it reminds me of that Will Ferrell movie, the semi-pro where they, if they score over a certain <laughs> amount of points, yeah. everybody gets free something or other. And <laughs> yeah. Will Ferrell's the owner of the, he was like, guys, guys, slow it down. Slow yeah. it down. <laughs> We're scoring too many points. I can't afford this right now. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Let's look at the Philadelphia 76ers. They lost today. Uh, James Harden and Joel Embiid both just kind of, eh. Looking at their core, James Harden has a player option that was speculated that he would opt out and get a sweetheart deal from this team. Mm -hmm. He could also just be bored and want to go to a different team. And he'd opt out for that. I don't know. I, I think this team needs a new head coach. Yeah. So that's, At the end of the day, they have the talent. Tyrese Maxey has outplayed his contract. Um, I'm just looking at some of these other names here. Tobias Harris. Uh, this is a good team. I just, just, I think their head coach, Doc Rivers, needs to go. It's so tough. I mean, Embiid had 15 points this last game. That's insane. And Harden only had yeah. nine. I mean, yeah. God. <laughs> That's just, I thought the Suns' loss was bad, but I look at these players, and it's just like it's almost worse, you know, with those single players. I mean, those are MVPs, right? I mean, yeah, we have Kevin Durant who's MVP, but I mean, nine points, Harden. Come on. Uh, I, on Twitter again, this is you should really sign up for the Underdog Fantasy app. They did a promo where every time Joel Embiid fell down, they were going to do a drawing and give away a thousand dollars to. Anyone that retweeted or with their hashtag or whatever. And, you know, the jokes on the comments are like, oh, God, you guys are going to be broke by the <laughs> third quarter. Right. He was on the ground all the time. Yeah. Almost as much as Anthony Davis. Yeah. That's, yeah. It I don't get insane. that. insane. Such a big guy falling all the time. Maybe is, is it beneficial to fall as a big guy because you're saving your knees? I think they're just, he's, he's trying to sell contact to get calls. Mm, okay. I mean, maybe to save your knees. I've never heard that theory before. Yeah. I feel like just falling in general would not be good for your <laughs> right. body yeah. and your knees. Like, I'm, I'm over 40 now. When I fall, I'm like, oh, God, this is going to hurt. <laughs> right. I try to avoid it. So, yeah. yeah, maybe. I don't think so. I think he's just trying to sell contact to get calls. Yeah. I really like this team. I really like the roster. I hope they keep it together. But it's just it's tough to keep it together when you lost the way you lost. I mean, there was, they did not show up in, in this game seven. Game seven. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, there's nothing there. We've been there. And when you look at the teams in the East, Boston's young. They're not going anywhere. Milwaukee can flip a switch and, and be right back in the heat of things. Mm-hmm. The Heat, who for some reason just won't die, yeah. are, are still, are still there. This is going to be a rough conference. I don't know. What's the better conference right now? The East or the West? When you look at the way these teams are constructed, it's so hard. Yeah, I, I think it kind of evened out now, right? I mean... It I, has a little bit, yeah. 
so so with this what's a contract situation with the Sixers? Um Harden and MB, they're pretty much locked in, right? Well you said no, you said Harden Harden has a player option. This is the last year of his deal. He has a player option, so he can opt out and go somewhere else. He can opt out and sign an extension here. Yeah. Uh, or he could just opt in and, and make thirty five million dollars this year. Everyone else of importance is going to be here next year as well. Yeah, he said Harden, so if he gets bored, name. he could go somewhere. I mean, and let's face I it, like he Maxie. could get bored. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like Maxi a lot. I, the Maxi is not making – he's 22 years old. He's still on his rookie deal. I feel like you definitely extend him mm-hmm. and, and maybe you get the sweetheart deal because, you know, you drafted him and, and he, he's going to be – he could be a really, really good player in this league for a long time yeah. if they use him right. You got the Anthony Milton. I, I like him too. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Is like, is there dead weight on this team? And um, I don't really see. I mean, based off today's performance, you could argue lots of dead weight. Yeah. But I don't know who this Korkmaz is. I was thinking Niang, but yeah, I don't, I don't know who Korkmaz is. But Niang's going to be a free agent. So yeah. Eh. yeah. But Korkmaz is only making five million dollars. There's no like, there's no glaring. Oh God, you know. Jordan Poole making $28 million next year or yeah. DeAndre Ayton making $30 million. There's no big spotlight on a, on a bad player. Yeah. Maybe you could argue that Tobias Harris is overpaid at $39 million, maybe. Maybe overpaid, yeah, but he's still a decent player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, heck, he scored the most points this Game 7 out of anyone. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was his – do you have the stats up? Yeah, he has 19 points well, and then the second uh, place was – What was his field goals? Oh, 7 of 13. How made? Seven of three. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. <laughs> Maxi was second, no, seventeen shoot. points, and he shot five of twelve. Ugh, it was rough. So let's 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 make our our conference final predictions. We have the Lakers and the Nuggets in the West, the Celtics and the Heat in the East. Ronnie, I will let you do the honors of going first. I mean, Celtics is going to take it over the Heat, right? I got to go with that because, I mean. The Heat are eighth. I don't know. It, this is so tough for me because the Heat seems to be nothing. The Heat, the Heat, <laughs> the Heat have like they beat the Knicks, who I thought was a, they were a really good team. They beat the Bucks, who was number one overall. Yeah. So for me to say that the Celtics are gonna take the Heat, it's I almost want to be like slow down, Ronnie. Like look at who they beat, you know, because the Heat could yeah. easily take it against the Celtics. Not easily, but like they could take it. <laughs> So, but I'm still just kind of my, my, I don't even want to say my gut because, yeah, I'm going to say my gut says Celtics, but my mind says, think about the heat because they're a strong team. So I'm going to say Celtics still. Okay. I'm going to agree with you and say the Celtics, the heat are a strong team. Jimmy Butler is a little beat up. We saw him limping in a couple of games and they have a very, almost no margin of error. It's got to be Butler. It's got to be Bam. Everyone else on that team is is in a supporting role where you have a couple of different people on the Celtics that can kill you. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon just looked fantastic today coming off the bench. And I just I think it's going to be too much for the Heat to overcome, especially if if one of those key guys gets hurt or, or isn't 100%. So yeah. I agree with you. Celtics in six is my prediction. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll say Celtics in six also. <laughs> I thought you were going to see Celtics in three. I was going to say five, but I was like, you know what? That's not smart. Let's do six. six. Yeah. Let's jump west. Ronnie, who you got? So my gut on this one is saying Lakers. The Nuggets, it's like what we said before. The Nuggets just don't feel like they're like a a championship team, you know? Although they they sure are proving themselves. They're number one overall, you know, with their regular season. They continue to beat all all these teams in the playoffs. They beat the Suns, who I thought were like a championship contending team. Yeah. But the Lakers, so I think it's going to come down to health. I think Anthony Davis against Jokic is a really good matchup. Who do you think wins that matchup right there, like defensively? Who's who's a better defender, Jokic or AD? I, I, I think it's going to be Jokic because yeah. I don't think AD is a very good perimeter Defender, defender, yeah. See, so, yeah, yeah, Jokic lends a lot of time on the perimeter. Yeah. So maybe if, as long as they switch like LeBron on Jokic outside on the perimeter, you know, someone like that, then maybe they could guard on the outside. But I, I think Anthony Davis is a better defender than Jokic. If he's healthy and stays healthy, which is really tough for him, 
then I, I think the Lakers <laughs> will take it. That's that's why I'm leaning towards Lakers. Yeah. It's just it all has to do with health with them. If they stay healthy and stay in the game, they could take the Nuggets. But the Nuggets we saw were, were they were an, an outstanding three point team. I mean, they were just knocking down three pointers like crazy against the Suns. I I agree with you on all of those fronts. I think Jokic is a better defender overall than Anthony Davis, but I think Anthony Davis has the advantage in the paint. Mm -hmm. I think he's a much better shot blocker, but I don't know how he's going to do out on the perimeter because Jokic can get space pretty much at will, and that's that's going to be problematic. Yeah, I think LeBron really wants to win this championship. Yeah, and I don't know if that means anything when when he's at his age. Uh they have the experience, they have the pedigree, they they have they have the players that can that can deliver the championship. I think it's going to be the Nuggets year though, and I think the Nuggets are gonna win this series. Yeah. I think it's gonna go seven. I think it's gonna be close, but they are just rolling right now, the Nuggets. And I I don't think they they've had a had a chance to even stop and realize, oh man we win the series, we're going to the NBA Finals. I think they're just going to continue rolling over the Lakers. Well, so the Nuggets beat, besides the Suns, they also beat the Timberwolves, who are number eight. So that was kind of an easy yeah. matchup. Remember the Lakers, though, they, they beat the Memphis Grizzlies, who are number two. So, I mean, what do you make of that, yeah. too? Like, they, they're, yeah. no? Yeah? You don't <laughs> well, think that makes yeah, a difference? I think I think the Memphis Grizzlies were a great regular season team. But and, man, and, oh man, they had problems. And we're going to talk about more <laughs> Grizzlies problems in just a second. But, but I just don't – I just didn't – that wasn't surprising when the Grizzlies lost in the first round. All right. But then they beat the Warriors after that. And we – didn't we predict the Warriors to take it over the Lakers too? Because it was so hard to say – Yes, the, Ronnie. We did. Yeah. We so, got that one wrong. <laughs> so, I, so I think because of that, I think the Lakers will take it too because they've, they've proven that they could beat these really tough teams. Who is this, the – the difference between that is who is the center on the Grizzlies? Who is the center on the Warriors? They're not top-tier centers. Anthony Davis can just play, have a field day with those guys. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be able to push around Jokic the same way he was able to push around um, some of the uh, some of these other teams. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you might That's have a theory. point there. Theories but, yeah. are wrong all the time, guys. <laughs> I'm not good at guessing games. In case you haven't been keeping notes, I'm terrible at it. But that's okay. It's fun to make these guesses and have these conversations. Yeah. How much money do you have left in your underdog compared to your wife's? <laughs> <laughs> I got enough. <laughs> just one more. Yeah. I just need one more. I got the itch. I'm like a degenerate gambler. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not, guys. If I, you have I, a problem I, with gambling, please, call Please play responsibly, everybody. Yeah. Let's talk about the Grizzlies. You mentioned him. John Morant is in the news again for all the wrong reasons. He's been suspended from Grizzlies activities, which it's the off season, so it doesn't mean a whole lot. He can't go to facilities to work out. He can't go and take advantage of like the trainers and all that stuff. He was shown in uh, was it Instagram? Yeah, uh, it's. Whatever. Social media. It was some social media where he's waving a gun once again it in a car. It was Instagram, yeah. Instagram Live. It was Instagram. Instagram Live. <laughs> he was waving a gun, brandishing a gun, and in his car. of course went out in his car. Uh, was he driving? No. Yeah, he's, dri he's behind the wheel. Is it? Steel that I, oh, I don't know if he was yeah, driving, sorry. but he was Instagram behind the wheel. Instagram flips it, so I thought the other guy was the driver. Yeah. So he's, he's driving with a gun, and... Uh, I don't know. So here's a quote from him with after, on March 15th, he had an interview with Jalen Rose and here's a quote from John Morant. It's not, this is relations to the gun at the strip club from earlier this year on March 4th. That's not who I am. I don't contone any type of violence, but I've taken responsibility for my actions. Uh, I'm going to show everybody who Ja really is. And I'm about <laughs> what I'm about and change this narrative that nobody got painted over me. So then he's like, you know what? Nah, that's cool. I'm just going to continue doing the same thing that I'm yeah. doing. And I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore no, to he, this guy. No, he did what he quoted. He He's going to show who he really is. Yep. Yeah, so, he is. It would, when somebody stupid shows you who they are, take their word for it. Yeah. It's, he's such an idiot. I don't, it's, I don't know what's hey, going to happen to him. This was a prediction that I was correct about. Remember I said he was going to go to Amazon and buy some more guns and wave them? Yeah. I said yeah. at the strip club again, but. So I was wrong about that, about that 
That's well, you know what? We don't know where his car is, to be fair. He could be in the parking <laughs> yeah, lot. He, might he could be on his way. Parked it right in the strip club, right? They opened yeah. the garage and said, come so, on in. Again, there's nothing wrong with – it's not illegal to have guns and take pictures with guns. But he is a brand and he's trying to sell this brand. And it, it's it's costing him millions of dollars. And I think he probably knows that. And, and the NBA has rules about this sort of stuff, and he's breaking those rules, which is going to cost him game checks. So mm-hmm. he's he's just not doing himself any favors. And the Grizzlies GM, you know, with the whole Dylan Brooks thing, and now now this happening again and again. At what point is enough enough? This yeah. isn't going to be it. He's he's not going to be he's not going to be released or anything like that. He's too good of a basketball player. But that line at some point will come. What does he have to do to get? released outright in your opinion ronnie i mean so he's going to be missing games that's that's a huge thing so do yeah because he keeps doing these stupid things and he's not going to be able to play for your team because he keeps getting suspended do you think about releasing him because yeah he's an amazing player when he plays but he's not playing because he's suspended so maybe they are thinking about releasing him or or maybe trading him while he has some some values still left in him because he's a good player before he shoots himself (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> if he shoots himself, then I think it's pretty easy <laughs> yeah, to move on you know? from him. But I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what they'll they'll do. It, it, he has to stop being an all-star caliber player for them to actually release him. And there's two sets of roles, right? If this was, um, I don't know, Landry Shamit, the Suns are releasing him. Yeah, yeah. If this is some other player, but because it's John Morant, because he's an all-star, because he's so talented – well, we're going to give him another chance. So it's unfair. It's two sets of rules. I get that. But gosh, this is just – it's so frustrating to see this this young man make these terrible decisions that ultimately he's going to regret. Yep. You know, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon and for the rest of his life. Yeah, that, right. That's a quote from a movie, I think. <laughs> is, that Casa, is that Casablanca? My <laughs> wife's it? probably screaming at the podcast. <laughs> yes, it's Casablanca. But to answer he's your question, what, what does he have to do to – to get your question was what does he have to do to get released from the team, right? Yeah, I think he with did his, it with his production today. No, no, no. He, you think this is going to get him released? I think they're gonna. I think they're looking at some options right now to not technically to release him, but trading him, get rid of him. Trade yeah, get him rid of him. Or, yeah, or, okay. Because he, they're not listening. To, they, he did all this stuff to you know saying that yeah, I'm going to change and blah, blah blah. But he's he didn't change. And so now the Grizzlies are like, you're, you're not doing what you're saying you're going to do. So we just need to get rid of you while we has, have some values to left. Because, yeah, yeah I, I think he, I think this will be the it's the beginning of the end, even though maybe that started in March. But <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what the punishment's going to be. We're going to see what the Grizzlies do to address this. And if anybody can get through to this kid and be like, hey, man, knock this crap off. That's what happens when you don't have veteran leadership on a team. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's just too pig-headed. I'm I just, don't know. I'm just over here shaking my head. I just can't believe it. He's such a good player, and he keeps doing this. I, I don't get it. Yeah. Nothing to get. Um, I'm looking over my notes. That's all I got, Ronnie. You yeah, want to add anything? Not you much talk more. About something? I guess just to sum up, it's kind of amazing to look at these teams that didn't make it to the next round. I mean, we, we lost the 76ers, the Knicks, the Suns. And the Warriors, uh, those are some big teams you know, that, that didn't make it to the, to the yeah. conference finals. So that's just kind of crazy for me to see. And yeah, just. Uh, and that's after losing, you know, the Bucks, who were the presumed favorite, the mm-hmm. Grizzlies, who were the second seed. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's crazy how good the, the teams are in the NBA. Right. Yeah. And that's another reason why I don't understand firing head coaches because you're, these are all fantastic teams. So just keep your team together for the most part. Don't, if you're the owner of any team, just give yourself a couple of weeks to like calm down because you don't need to fire anyone on emotions. Just like take sure. some time. Like, like why, why fire someone the next day just to make a statement and you know, say we need to change things? Well, just calm down, you know, like, just relax. <laughs> Think yeah. about it. Think about what that's, you're doing before you lose some, someone good. That's good advice for just overall life, right? Just right? calm down, relax. Sleep on it before you make any important decisions that you might regret the next day or the next week. Yeah, yeah, Ronnie, that's chill. I like your vibes, man. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got. 
All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. The conference finals, they're starting up on Tuesday right after the draft lottery. So we're going to find out who is going to get Victor or however you say his name. How do you say his name? Do you know how to say his name? Victor who? Victor Webber. I don't know how to say it. I have no idea who you're talking about right now. The the presumptive first round draft pick. I don't know. I have Victor Webbenyama. Webbenyama, yeah. Yes. I had no idea. Draft lottery is Tuesday. I know. I don't know how to talk. There's no phonetic spelling on Wikipedia. Why is that? That's not there. So he is the presumed first round pick. The draft lottery is on Tuesday, right before the Nuggets-Lakers game. So we will find out which team will be drafting him and, and potentially you know, having him on be the face of the franchise. So Yeah. just like We'll be covering that next week for sure. Just like when DeAndre Ayton was drafted first round. It just made just such like a big impact for alone. that team that big drafted impact. him. Yeah. So that's coming up next week. We'll be talking about that, uh, the lottery positions, and, and where this guy's going. Because he is being crowned the next king pretty much already which is crazy to me but we'll see we'll see from there was, and that's gonna was, do it was shut the Whoa. for the first round draft pick last year how dare you <laughs> curse at me <laughs> Shet Holgram was not he was number four overall oh yeah that's right Maybe? it was it was uh oh no he was the number two pick i'm sorry yeah yeah he was the number two pick who was number one banchero Paolo Blanchero. Or that's Bancaro, right. Paolo Blanchero. Bancaro, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so there we go. We'll, we'll see what's going to happen next year with the draft. We'll, we'll go over the lottery results, and uh, we'll recap what's happening thus far in the playoffs. So join us next week, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks.